say, I'm trying to, I'm trying to evangelize, but I don't know if I'm making people go further away. That's why God said, guard your mouth. Lord, am I guarding my mouth? You let me know. Maybe that was him making me short circuit. You're not ready. <laughs> Clara, that, that was the Lord being like, you're not ready. <gasps> Stop it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, that's it. Hi, Tangie. You guys, I'm going to come back to Ecclesiastes. You know what? Record scratch here. Editing. I want flashes here. I want cutting the show. We're cutting the short. You guys, I'm going to come back to Ecclesiastes. I'm not ready to do it. Ooh. Hey, Father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what book are we doing today? <gasps> Amazing. Okay, great. I'll let them know. Call back later. <gasps> you guys, this week, we're hopping into a new book, the book of Ecclesiastes. Welcome to another episode of Bible Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And joining me for another week, behind the wheel, La Clara NYC. How are you? Girl. <laughs> let's just start it off. You guys, let's talk about what I'm wearing. I look like I was rejected from uh, the movie Dune. I look like I, I it's, it's very confusing. Um, I was going to say a gypsy meets some kind of like emperor. Like, what do you think? Cleopatra what? slash mm. Roman emperor, 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 emperatrice. I got you, empress. Listen, Clara, I, the listeners don't know this, but I came in originally with something else and I looked like a, a fabulous pirate. However, the corset, I sat down on this couch and I could barely feel my lungs. And I said, oh no, I'm not sitting no. here for an hour in this corset. And thankfully, Miss Clara had just gone shopping here around Soho. And this is one of her dresses, which is, which is, um, has a manufacturing issue. You guys, I literally can't spread my legs, which my mom would be happy about. So you guys, this week. Cut it, cut it one sec. What? I could see your... Fuck. We're far enough, like we're closing off to start again. Uh, okay, you guys, Clara had to just do a wardrobe adjustment, guys. So because there's a, uh, I don't know what's wrong with the seams, the seams on this dress is <laughs> definitely not meant for uh, a person with two legs. No, this, uh, respectfully, I, 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 the, dis oh my gosh, you guys, we start, oh my God, take this from the top. <laughs> oh my gosh. There, the tag was hanging out of the dress. Clara, what is going on with me today? Let's just get straight to listener <laughs> gifts. You guys, what is going on today? Um, Y'all, uh, you look gorgeous, by the way. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You, you do too, but you always do. So. <sighs> you know what? I try and some, like I said, shoot or shoot, and sometimes we don't make it. And today is one of those days. But um, we have another gift, Clara. Oh my God. We have another listener gift, Bible babe Yay. gift. And is it heavy? It looks it looks potente. It's not that heavy. Oh. It's like light or whatever. They spent some monies on it because I can see the receipt on the box. But you know, whatever. That's the United States Postal Service. What's with us and checking up the prices of, <laughs> on the shipping costs? You know like, what? It does say a lot about us. <laughs> like, how much did you spend on wrapping it? Like, they sent it via FedEx on it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I just want to let y'all know. Uh, that Clara brought me the box and she said, guess who it's from? 
And I knew exactly who. Yeah. And this comes from a loyal buyer. Oh, I don't want to show your address, Lord. If you saw that, you have to block, you have to censor that. But um, David, David Quinones. David Quinones. Uh, oh, he's from Pennsylvania. Hey, what's up, PA? Uh, he, I knew he's like our number one Bible babe. I'm going to go ahead and say he's competing with maybe one other person, but he's like up there. I'd say you take the cake. You're the Bible babe of the week, David. And we're about to open this box that you brought from Pennsylvania. Let's see. I want to see what's in okay. the box. What is, okay, we got a card that says, To Brianda, Queen of the High Tangies. Yeah. Queen of the High Tangies is right. All right. Oh, yes. Oh, I love this. I love me Ugh. some fancy tissue paper. What is, what is this? Okay, so right now I'm opening the box. There's like a quilt. What is it? Oh, Lord. Namanta? A mi- Okay. I think you have Chum, to stand up. Plum pa fuera. <laughs> El chacal. <laughs> you know what? Was what? That? <laughs> Whatever. Was that your ring? That was my ring. But you oh. know what? The dog. Oh, I'm babysitting, guys. Uh, the dog will complete with that. Anywho. I hope she doesn't eat it. Is she, she going to be okay? Like, is it? Let me just get it. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay. So, David skip. What in the? What is no, it? he didn't. <laughs> Wait a Don't second. Don't tell me it's a picture of you in a big you ass blanket. It. Oh my, David! Are you naked? No. <laughs> what is it? Oh my god, you guys! It's oh okay. my god. Every time we have a, a oh my, sh- shut uh, up! Hold on, David just got us a Bible with Brianda oh blanket. Oh my god. <laughs> That oh, this is, is amazing! So I can wear it cool. all day. I can wear it, That's y'all. So I'm gonna wear this for the like, okay. So for those who are not watching the YouTube channel, our Bible Babe of the Week, David, just can got, you stand up and like show I us? I can, I can, I can. Our Bible Babe, David, got us a blanket with the look with the cover art on it. Okay, I'm gonna stand up so the audience can see. Look, look at this! Oh, oh my god! My god. <laughs> what? Oh, Isaiah 43, 2. Look, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. Rejoice. And then Philippians 1, 6. Oh, I love this. David, thank you so much. Oh, gosh. Y'all, I know. I don't know. You know how there's some, like, bitter people out there that are like, oh, we don't care about you getting presents, Brie. I don't care. I don't care. We care. We care. Open the gift and then read. He says... Okay, Brianda. Okay, can I, I'm going to read. I'm going to read this one. I won't go read on. this one. Go on, go on, go on. So I'll read part of the note because he said so. <clears throat> Brianda, you are the black. Oh, I can't do this. This makes me feel weird. I can't do this. It's too sweet. I don't like it. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, David, I love you to pieces. I have. Very, I'm very uncomfortable with like compliments and stuff like that. Love, love. I'm gonna. I'll say the last sentence. Do you want me to read it for you? Sure. I don't know. No, I feel weird with compliments. Is it the dog? I think she pooped. (laughs) (laughs) And Nina pooped. Yay! (laughs) You guys, we have Nina in the studio. But David, this is so sweet. I'm going to read this in the comfort of my own home. And there's a... Oh, Brianda, this is a remembrance blanket. The picture in the middle is a reminder of where you started and how far God has brought you. 
The four scriptures in the corners are a reminder of what God's word says whenever you find yourself sad, scared, anxious, or depressed. The words in the top middle box are a reminder to rejoice through the good and the bad because it strengthens us. The words in the bottom middle box are a reminder to continue to work hard and pray harder. Your progress is a result of your work. Your fruit is a result of your prayer. May this gift always remind you of the faithfulness of God. Love, David. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, let's put David's uh, handle right here at Beloved the Rapper. You're a rapper? <laughs> I'm so sorry, David. As I was reading this heartfelt letter, Clara is in the corner right now cleaning up Nina the puppy's dog poop. <laughs> How disrespectful. I'm having a moment. Okay, you guys, we're going to come back. We're going to come back. Sorry, David. Okay, we're back. Sorry. You guys, we're back. Sorry, we had to deal with with puppy poop. This is incredible, guys. I, this is def excuse me, definitely worth going to the YouTube and checking out. Mm -hmm. It's a remembrance blanket, and he has all like he has Philippians on here. He has Psalms on here. Script. It's like this is one of the best gifts I've ever gotten in my life. Like you almost got me there. I almost like puked. I was so nervous to even read. That stuff out loud. Wow, that's something else. Which this is honestly a great transition. This is this is so awesome. Which brings me to the next part of our uh, intro for this episode. I'll try and keep it brief. I actually can't even expand on it because I'm not a professional on it. But I wanted to talk to you guys about something new, something new in the world of tech, and you know. Um, I don't know. I would go ahead and say the progression of like the human race. Wow. Like what is it? We're about to talk about cryptocurrency. I mean, not for this episode. Wow. Could you imagine a Bible show now we're talking about crypto? I am not uh, uh, qualified to be discussing cryptocurrency. We're far too far in history to be talking about <laughs> crypto. We're still the Old Testament brief. Right. We're talking about like ancient times. Yeah. We're in some centuries. So we're going to come back to 2021 for a bit. Uh, okay. For you guys that are fans of the show and uh, fans of podcasters in general and creators in general, there's a new uh, trend occurring now. Maybe it's not even a trend. I hope it's not a trend. Uh, it's this new thing called NFTs. Have you guys heard of it? NFTs? NFT? And NFT. What is it? I'll explain right now while I tuck this tag in. So, an NFT is short for a non-fungible token. And for those of you that still don't know what that is, it's it, what it is is it's a digital asset. Okay. You can make a GIF an NFT. You can I could make a Bible episode an NFT. I can make an image an NFT anything. It turns out like last within the last like two year year and a half. NFTs have made like over a billion dollars or something, or I don't even know how many millions, but like a wow. lot of money. We know that something's happening. Gary V, you know Gary V? No, he's this like huge entrepreneur. He's even talking about it. Okay. 
So Gary V is this entrepreneur, collector, business mogul. He has a podcast. He has a bunch of different brands. He has a wine brand. He sells uh, collectors baseball cards. He teaches the youth how to make money, essentially how to hustle. You know, he's talking about NFTs low key. He doesn't want to talk about it too much because he doesn't want the industry to explode before it's ready, mm. which a lot of different industries have done. He basically foresees what's going to pop in the future. And he's been right about so much. He was right about Ubers before Ubers popped. Wow. He was an early investor in Uber too. So anywho, back to NFTs. NFTs are digital assets that can be bought, sold, traded uh, through a platform called Ethereum, which is also a cryptocurrency. Everyone knows Bitcoin. We all know about Bitcoin, right? Do you know Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitcoin is a type of cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. Ethereum is another, but Ethereum not only is a cryptocurrency, it's also a platform where NFTs are sold and traded. Okay. Again, you guys, I'm giving you the very elementary speed. I'll leave links on more information concerning NFTs. I say this all to say, I am going to uh, put out an NFT. Ooh, okay. I know, I know that sounds crazy. The reason why I want to do it is because look at these gifts that we've been getting in the last couple of weeks. And like, I keep getting people asking for the address. I know that there are going to be more coming. These are people that are invested in the show and invested in the story and invested in us and want to see us grow and believe in us. Why don't we give them a piece of the pie? Mm. NFTs aren't just an asset that you get to buy and like get to print out and put hang on your wall. No, it's a form of investment. So you're investing in an NFT from a brand or a person or a personality or a creator that you believe in, expecting to make your investment back and then some. So it's like another way of buying um, acciones, like um, stocks. You're saying stocks. Yes, it's um, not. It's not stocks because we're dealing with cryptocurrency. It's a different it, um, like virtual stocks kind of. So okay, if that's what helps you, sort of, yeah. Because every time the stock, quote unquote, the NFT is traded, hmm. you get money back from the original. Each NFT cannot be duplicated. Oh, I get. For it. example. The NFT that I'm going to be releasing is going to be found here. Clara's going to put in a QR code. You guys can scan this QR code right here that's popped up on the YouTube screen. You can come to YouTube if you want to check out that NFT. They're only going to be, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say five available. I want this to be a collector's uh, NFT. And if you guys are wondering what NFT I'm doing or what NFT I'm using, I'm going to be using uh, the image that we showed last week, which is one of the digital renderings that uh, uh, his name is Manny, by the way. I contacted him because we're going to be doing more NFTs together. Okay. He going Yes. Paint uh, hopefully they're not going to be naked hentai Brianda. <laughs> but okay, hi Tangi, not hi Tangi. You guys the reason why I thought of NFTs is because one of you Bible babes, I will not expose you, offered to pay for that portrait of some, that painting of me or okay. like that digital rendering. And I said, if someone's willing to spend this much money on a digital rendering, why don't I actually do more research? And that's why I started researching NFTs. Wow. So this is a great way to A, obviously generate income. B, if you can't afford it, don't do it. Don't, if you, if this is your rent money, don't do it. This is for people who can afford it. Like, mm. and, and I don't mean to sound elitist or I don't want to leave anyone out. I'm just saying, I would never want you guys to risk 
something because again, just like any investment, just like any stock, there's a risk. Mm -hmm. So unless, unless you, you, if this is your rent, Mike, don't do it. Just, and I'm only going to be putting five NFTs out, meaning that once the five are out and they're sold out, they're no more. That's it. In the future, I'm gonna be able to use those NFTs as tickets or maybe exclusive merch for just those five people. Mm. I'll be able to know, like there's a lot of things I can do with that NFT. It's just so cool. And no other podcaster, Tiger Belly is doing it, which is how I got this idea, but no other podcast is doing it right now. And I'm jumping on it so that we can know where it freaking started. Let's go. We're a revolutionary baby. Because yeah. watch, watch mad people start doing this, I bet you. But mark it, mark it. What is this, October or whatever day this is? Then when this comes out, Y'all know that we did it here. We were one of the first ones, guys. And if you believe in us, the value of that NFT um, uh, is in your hands. We're putting the power back to the people. The demand is only as valuable as what you guys put in it. If you guys believe in it, I believe in this. I believe Mm -hmm. this is going to grow. So we know those NFTs are going to be worth a lot of money later. Mm -hmm. And that's not just on me. That's on God. Okay. Of course. So if you guys have any other questions on NFTs, DM me, message me. I'll leave some links in the show notes if you guys have any questions. Uh, Anyways, yeah. Clara, I think we're ready to... That's a dope idea, by the way. And I love innovation. You sure do, mama. Well, this would be really good. I think this is going to be a good kickstart in uh, generating income, Mm. but also investing back into the show. Because, uh, for example, merch. I've already started doing research on merch, but what I can afford, I don't want to put out. Like, I want to put out really dope like, merch. Dope, yeah. And I will wait. And who knows? Maybe I can use some of that NFT, whatever funds I get from the NFT, if I decide to cash out the Ethereum, the ETH is what they call it. Right. Uh, if I decide to to transfer that out, which I don't know if I'll do, I may keep it going, who knows? I would put it out in, into the merch. And I would finally get the shirts that I want to get made. I feel you because I hate when people put out merch and it's like super whack. I could like nah. You do it, do it well, honey. I mean, look at us. I know you. Yeah, we're not doing that. I want you guys to wear that merch with pride. I want you guys to wear that shirt out or that be able to wear it, not be the the pajama t-shirt because you can't wear it anywhere oh no i hate it when people do that i know i I can't i can't i'd rather be poor i'd rather not meet my margins and lose money than put out bad uh bad merch but anywho those are the nfts and i'm really excited to hear your thoughts um i I, and i also want to say this is going to sound really sleazy because this is a bible show eventually every single penny that we make, I'm going to allot like a certain percentage to an organization, some kind of charity or something. So just know that a percentage of this is not just going into my pockets or the That's studio true. or whatever. It's going, I, I, I can't, I, I wouldn't feel good making money off of God's word without putting money. And you've been to, saying that since I, day one, since the day that I made you, thank you've you. been saying, I can't wait to make some money on the pot so I can give back on something totally. we're actually looking for organizations and we're looking stuff. for organizations to volunteer yeah. and stuff no we're really about that about this life and i and i know how how um icky it can feel to mention money in the bible and stuff and i just want to let y'all know i get it but i it's not i'd rather be poor. i've been poor my whole life i'm not scared of being poor or whatever and I, the money comes from the entertainment not from the bible it's like yes you're entertained through the bible but like would you like from- me to refute that or do you want to keep going because i will say that my entertainment skills come from god yeah yeah come from god but it's not like you're making <laughs> no, money off the bible you I, know you're I would not be. 
you're not charging people for you to read the Bible to them. You know oh, what no, I mean? Oh, no, no, exactly. Like, this is a free show. Exactly, it's a free show. And the moment that you start making money off the show is going to be because the entertainment side of it, not because of the actual word of the Bible. You Wait, know Clara, I mean? no, I think so. you're wrong. I think it could be the word. There are people who want to give money just because of the word. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I know what you're saying. People, when people listen to Bible, for some people, that is their week of scripture. Yes, but they come to you for a reason. Like, they come to you and not to someone else for a reason. Because there's okay. something extra. There's something more entertaining. It's easier to, you know, it's not like you're the only provider of the word and they have to pay you to get access to what the Bible says. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. there's plenty of people that talk about God and the Bible, and, like, you can go to church and listen to the Bible stories for free. But you come here, it's for a reason. All right, girl, I come mean, at me. All right, girl, dang. Uh, and I'm if you haven't, tune into YouTube, because she looking bomb.com. Bomb Maybe not today. Tune into a previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think I look fine. You look I, great. I, I think the hair could have used some work. But anyways... Wow, look at me. This is what ADD does. Okay, let's hop into this week's episode, yeah? Oh! Okay, guys, we are diving into our last wisdom book, the book of Ecclesiastes. Say that name three times. Clara? I was going to say the, the, the book of what? <laughs> Ecclesiastes. So it comes from, uh, it's an ancient kind of Greek term that stands for gatherer which biblically it really means like a teacher or um, uh, like a speaker of an assembly. Uh, in the story of Ecclesiastes, it begins with a teacher kind of speaking to, I guess, students. Mm. And uh, 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 this, remember last week I said that Ecclesiastes was the opposite coin, like uh, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are opposites of the same coin. In that they are both proverbial, but one is far more optimistic than the other. Depending on what your mood is today while listening to this episode, you may find Ecclesiastes to be extremely insightful or super depressing. Either way, I am sorry. I don't know. Like, it's like a choose your own adventure of an episode. But... So, uh, and just, I'm going to remind you guys again, like I did last week, if you guys want more in-depth information on wisdom books in the Bible, tune into last week's episode, because I will not be doing that again this week. Now, the narrator of Ecclesiastes is a nameless person who calls himself the teacher. We all know, well, we assume that this is based off of Solomon. Okay. But, you know, we were saying with you know, with time and passing and editors and stuff, some people say that it could be another scribe writing about the time of okay. Solomon, oh. but it's too on the nose. Too many things on here are like, oh no, this is Solomon's word. So as far as I'm concerned, Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon. So Ecclesiastes is comprised of a mixture of uh, prose, poetry, verses, um, a monologue from the teacher or Solomon. And uh, it's all regarding wisdom. But like I said, unlike Proverbs, it's the um, more raw and unfiltered part of wisdom that not too many people talk about. You know, you know what I thought about this? Like ignorance is bliss. 
Mm. Mm. That expression, reading this book, it's kind of like ignorance is bliss in a nutshell. Like, it's like, huh, we all want to know information. We all want to be in the know. But when you know some things, sometimes you wish you didn't. You'd rather, yeah. Sometimes you wish you could go back to when you didn't know, <laughs> you know? So let's start with uh, uh, the first chapter, first verse of Ecclesiastes. So the teacher opens with uh, uh, Ecclesiastes, rewind. <laughs> let's hop into scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter one, verses one to two. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Uh, another translation for the word vanity, like the original word was like hevel. Remember when I said it means meaningless? Mm. Meaningless meaning, or um, vapor is what it meant, like a vapor. Like, sabe, algo gases. Yeah. yeah. Here, here one second, gone the yeah. next. Mm -hmm. Hevel, hevel, life is meaningless. Or, or vapor, vapor, life is like a vapor. It's, ooh, I get the chills. So basically the teacher is lamenting, you know, uh, everything in life and saying that, you know, life is endless and meaningless and there's pain and suffering is inevitable. Not only is it inevitable, but it is cyclical, right? Nothing is ever truly new on earth is what he's saying in that verse. And because we know that this is written by Solomon, he's the wisest man in Jerusalem, the teacher feels he is cursed with the unhappy task of discerning wisdom. Ooh, for he has seen all the deeds that are done under the sun, which came from chapter one, verse 14. Hi, Tangi. So that verse reminds me of a recurring thought that I always have. You know, when the teacher is saying, listen, I am the wisest and let me tell you, it's not cute. When he says that, it reminds me of all like these geniuses that we hear about in history, how they all have like uh, uh, like recorded history of like mental challenges and like mm. emotional challenges. Mm. I'm like, what the flip side of genius has to be insanity or so, or something because it, it just reminds me of that uh, or, 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 or like some extraordinary level talent, some gift. If you're going to have that gift, that's got to come with some downside. It's 100% true. You know? It's 100% it, true. That's what it, re it reminds me of what the teacher is saying here. Like, in other words, you can't have it all. You're going to excel at something. You have to de-excel. I don't know. Like, No, it's true. Not fail, because I don't. it's not failing, but uh, not have it all in, in something else, you know? You can't have it all in all aspects in life. Yeah. And in I know that later on in chapter one or chapter two, I know that there's a, the, the teacher discusses how important we need to guard our mouths. You know how in Proverbs they were saying like sweetness, honeycomb from comes out of our mouths or whatever. This is kind of the flip side of that. That was really flowery and pretty, like speak sweetness out of your mouth. This one's like, be careful what you say, guard your mouth with your life. Like he's like saying, don't like, oh, I hate you. Here, dude, it even says like God hates, it says like that God hates people who like, um, speak foully, like don't guard their mouths, don't guard what they say. Um, and it very rarely, when we say hate, we're not talking about like what oh, we right. know hate to be. Remember, let's not be too married by, to the words of 2021. What is it then? Back then, hate meant more like- Despise? Uh, no, no, not despise. I'll put it to you this way. 
because I know that in other other books they have mentioned like the Lord detested something, the Lord, and it's never because you know we know that God is love. Where there is love, it could, there cannot be hate. That hmm. you just uh, I'm gonna try and ignore your eye roll. Um, it's like oil and water; they cannot coexist. But God feels things and he feels disappointment in us and angered by us and our decisions. And we know this from the text, from the word of God. And wouldn't you hate anything that compromised or threatened those that you love? Hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Could you imagine being a parent and seeing, hey, 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 look at me, look at me, Clara, Clara, I'm talking to you right here. I'm imagining. Okay. I need you to imagine this. Look at me. Could you imagine... You're a parent and you are, you're seeing your child here talking to someone else and that someone else is telling that person that they're weak, that they're helpless, that the world is, or hey, by the way, money is everything. Oh yeah, it's glitter. Mm. And you're watching this. I'm going to hate that kid. Like, you know, I'm going to hate whatever's going on there. But regardless of that image, if that image doesn't work for you, God hates anything that compromises or threatens those that he loves. And that's what I mean by hate. Does that make sense? Hmm. No. Okay. I'm sorry, but because I still, I guess because I don't understand, I still think of hate as what we understand for hate nowadays, like a, a, a bad, not, yeah, a bad, like, ugh, Yeah, well, like, it is unpleasant. It. And it's like, when you hate something, you don't you don't want it around. You don't, ah, you know what I mean. It is unpleasant. Uh, yeah, but then if you say that God is love and God doesn't hate like we do, then I don't understand. But God no es un pendejo. Like God is not someone that so, you know. Yeah, I can understand that he disagrees or or um or may not approve of something. No, que, que está pasando, something that's happening. Mm -hmm. I just cannot deconstruct the, the, the feeling of hate that I have experienced, I guess. I'm going to have to pray for you. You're going to have to get into the word of God, girl, because we ain't got the time to dive into that. But go, go. it's a very, it's, it's very, I can't change it right now. But if I had the time, I would. Mm. Trust me. Um, so Gardner, the, the, the teacher says, God gave you a job to do. Are you doing it? If you're not, why aren't you doing it? And if you, and if the Lord keeps giving you lessons and practices and you're not doing the Lord, like you may have a gift that you are sleeping on and you're not using it. That's annoying. I, know. I don't know. That would be annoyed by that. In fact, I want a God that's annoyed by that. I don't want a God that's like constantly talking to me like, it's okay, baby. Uh -uh. It's okay. You know what? You'll get it next. No, I want my God to, to, to teach, teach us all a lesson. We do, we deserve death. Like we, it's the le we have. He has so much mercy on us. You know what I mean. So like, the fact that he even is able to to give us relation, great relationships, money, houses. Some people don't even have that, hmm. right? But they, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm short circuiting right now because I'm trying to I'm trying to convey this idea. I can see it. that. All the Lord wants from, from us. Actually, the Lord doesn't want anything from us. Oh, oh, now I'm cooking with gas. We don't, he doesn't need us. God doesn't need us for anything. And that's what I mean. Like, he's so merciful. How, how do I say this? Like, we need him. Oh, I wish I could say what I'm feeling into words and I can't do it. This is what I'm saying. I'm not a pastor. I'm just a girl. But I'm trying to put, I'm trying to like, 
say what I want to, what I'm feeling right now, and I don't have the words. This is what happens, guys. That was, that was that was dope, though. Whatever. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm trying to get better, you know. I, and 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 for those Bible listeners who just what witnessed me, like literally short circuit. If you have the words of what I was trying to say, please comment them so that I can pin them and we can all. Because I don't know. You may know more than me, you know. But please. I will repost it because I really want to say what I want to say right now. And if you saw what just happened, you know what it is. Vamos a continuar. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's what oh, I'm saying. That was deep. I don't know. I didn't even know what that was. I, I, I left. See, what, were you tearing up? Or yes. It, I, I could can't. see you like almost tearing up. I don't up. know. I can't help it though. It's like literally, it's like, I can't help it, Clara. It's like the Holy Spirit does something. Algo me pasa. And I'm like, oh, I evolve. I feel the, the Lord saying, you need to get better. You need to get better. I have, you have a gift, get better. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about gifts. My gift is speaking, communicating. Mm -hmm. So I have to be extra sharp. Mm -hmm. You know, people that talk on a mic need to be extra responsible. Mm -hmm. So what you just witnessed right now is me being as vulnerable as possible. Like you don't see but pastors. I love that you allow this to happen, especially on camera. Like, I love that. It's so, I hear, I need to tell you guys I am not a pastor. I'm just a regular person. Like, and, and, and I would, I'm going to keep those in always. Those moments of me oh, yeah. fl um, slipping, slipping up and making mistakes and saying the wrong things. I want to keep as much of that in here as possible so that y'all know that I'm your friend here, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so the, the teacher in Ecclesiastes also talks about, uh, Greed wounding the greedy. Hmm, there's nothing I hate more than a greedy bastard. Let's hop into some scripture. Scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter five, verses 19 to 20. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is the gift of God for he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. Being occupied by God, not wealth, is what will give you the most fully uh, um, like, purposeful life. But we talked about this last week. That's why I said Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are kind of opposites of the same coin. Mm -hmm. You know, The real quality of life is in, um, uh, is in what, what compels you to be good? Like, I don't know what to say. Like, what compels you to be good? Whatever that is, that should be your motivator. Mm. And that's why, ooh, in, on this earth, on this plane, greedy people get rewarded a lot. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they But don't. I mean, that's everything. Right. That you're, we're just talking about exceptions. Mm. Everything could be said. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes. What I'm saying is, the thing that like, I think people that are heavy in spiritual work is that we know that this existence, this plane is a transition. It doesn't end here for people who are Christian and like who have other, you know, I know that there are other religions that uh, have another idea of say this, they say the same thing in a different way. But for Christians, what we do here, this isn't the end goal. Cause our bodies, and it describes in Ecclesiastes too, our bodies go to the grave and that's the end of it. That's the end of your body. Boom. Psh, bye. Bye double D's. Adios. Hasta la never. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, but our spirit goes to God. And that's why, I, that's why we do what we do. Because we know that this is, 
We are not immortal. This is all going to end eventually. So like what we do in this existence is in preparation for the thing, for the bigger, for the bigger chicken dinner, winner, winner, chicken dinner, for the real thing, for the only thing that matters. And that's a seat that's reserved for us. If you decide to take Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Anyways, where was I? Um, <laughs> y'all, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to evangelize, but I don't know if I'm making people go further away. That's why God said, guard your mouth. Lord, am I guarding my mouth? You let me know. Maybe that was him making me short circuit. You're not ready. <laughs> Clara, that's, that was the Lord being like, you're not ready. <gasps> Stop it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, that's it. Hi, Tangie. You guys, I'm going to come back to Ecclesiastes. You know what? Record scratch here. Editing. I want flashes here. I want cutting the show. We're cutting the short. You guys, I'm going to come back to Ecclesiastes. I'm not ready to do it. I just felt convicted right now. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, are, yeah, you, yeah. are you for sure? For no, real? I'm going to finish the story with Solomon, but I'm actually going to do another episode of Ecclesiastes. So actually, this is Ecclesiastes uh, volume one. Ecclesiastes... Uh, Part one or something. Pre, yeah, pre-Ecclesiastes. Yes, but I'm going to do this again. Wow. Because I can, I don't know. I felt like convicted. There's something here that I'm not getting. I'm not here for. Maybe it's the puppy. Maybe it's something. I don't know. But I this is much bigger. And I don't know why I just got something like, it's not that I'm short-circuiting. It's that God wants me to stop talking because I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Mm. So that's what it is. Let's hop. You know what? Yeah, sorry, guys. I'm, go, I'm doing, I'm going to redo Ecclesiastes. But- because I'm not going to give you a little bit of Ecclesiastes, which happens to be one of my favorite books, which is yes, why I, I think- was going to ask you, actually, that's the book you told me you mm -hmm. want me to start reading. Why yeah. the why the harsh wisdom? You said it was two uh, well, sides because, of the same coin. Well, huh? because of your personality. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Is that an insult? No, 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 no. What uh, I'm saying is I know from our conversations that you've said a lot of things and themes that are found in Ecclesiastes oh, okay. in a very raw form. You're a very clinical person. As far as I'm concerned, Ecclesiastes, it's a wisdom book, but it's very clinical in the way it, uh, Solomon wrote it. Mm -hmm. I know that Solomon wrote this towards the end of his life. You know, and you know when you're at the end of your life, you are not, yeah, Old you're very man. quick to it. So that's why I wanted you to read it. Mm. And also when I was an atheist, Ecclesiastes was very interesting to me. It was very entertaining. Gotcha. And, uh, um, it, and, and because I'm an actor as well, I kind of read it like a script when I was an atheist. Mm. And the story was so, it, it was so gripping. It got you. Yeah. So um, you guys, I'm going to come back to Ecclesiastes. If you wouldn't mind, Let's I hope it. you guys don't mind. I'm trying to be honest here. Mm. Um, but because I'm going to not finish Ecclesiastes, I will leave you guys off with a chunk of the main Solomon story. So we're going to dive back into 1 Kings chapters 10 to 14. And uh, yeah, wow. Let's go. What am I doing? <laughs> That's so cool that like what we just witnessed here and the fact that you later kind of went back to it and it's like, you know what? I just realized what happened and we're changing plans como en directo. And you know what's so great about prayer and stuff? It's like the stuff that you do before meals, before bed, when you wake up, maybe in the shower. That's all the gym. You're working out so that when moments like these, when you have to think on the fly, like I have to make a decision now, what's you're, you're so fit, you know, you're so toned 
in your prayer and your awareness. That you read, you understand what it means. I can try oh, yeah. or I can at least try. Mm. And I'm not even the fittest, right? Like I'm getting there, mm. but- Well, I, at least you can see that the, 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 yes. there's something here. There's like or a, you know what it is? I can tell when I'm injured. I've been going to the gym. Mm. I know what muscle is injured. I know what muscle needs to be. That's what you do when mm. you go to the gym and you know how to use stuff. You start to read your body better. You mm -hmm. start to, you know? So I think that's what happens. And that's what happens just now. Like, oh, that was, I, that yeah. wasn't a joke. No, 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 no. I was yeah. like, that shit was like, I could see you were like tearing up. Like, that was <sighs> deep. Yeah. That's the Lord. The Lord will hit you like a knife. Like, we'll just throw a cement brick at you. Like, shut like my guard nails. your mouth. That was literally my nails. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> literally, it felt like when I was saying guard your mouth, I literally heard the father be like, guard your mouth. Like, hello, I'm telling you, not for you to yeah. say it out loud. I'm, that's a message for you, honey. Exactly. Hypocrita. Hip hypocrite. Why are you telling them something you're not doing right now? Wow. Oh, God is, the, God is the ultimate humbler. He will mm. humble you. Like, like I said, he doesn't need us. God doesn't need me to sit here with these fancy cameras. God doesn't need me to sell an NFT, okay? God needs me to find his heart. Mm. And if you're not doing that honestly, go sit, go sit down, go to the bench. Go sit down. Go to the bench. I'm in the bench. Sorry, I'm coming to the bench. I'm here. Can I drink here? <laughs> King Solomon now is the richest man in his reign. Like I'm talking about loaded. I discussed two episodes ago that the queen of Sheba came in to see what was going on. And she was like, what? You really are about this live. Uh, and, and she, she was really rich, actually queen of Sheba. Sheba back then was like modern day Ethiopia. <clears throat> so she wasn't even, uh, one of, you know, a, a, I guess, quote unquote, child of God, Jerusalem child of God. She was an outsider and she saw all of the things that Solomon had in his temple and he finished building God's temple. Solomon finished building God's temple in the palace. She literally went, you know what? I may not believe in your God, but your God gotta be real because this is a lot. I thought that was so cool. Hi to Angie. But when Queen, when Queen of Sheba says that, I was like, that's so beautiful. That's like when someone who's outside of our home, when sees, no, there's some goodness happening here. I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but I like it. I thought it was so cool when she said that one line. Um, I'll leave it in the show notes. I didn't prepare it, but I remember reading it. I was like, that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, but at this time, as Solomon's wealth grew and grew, he began doing things that are against the Deuteronomy law, against God's commandments. He started hoarding money. He started using slaves to build temples to worship other gods. Because of his a thousand wives, they all worship different gods and he catered to all of them. He did all of this in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord told Solomon, remember he said, I'm done with you. Actually, I'm gonna rip all of these uh, tribes from your reins and I'm gonna give it to your servant. That's what the Lord said to him. So Solomon remembers the Lord uh, saying this to him, right? He said, what, he said um, he's gonna tear it, out of, tear it out of the hands of his son is what the Lord said. Hmm. So at this point, the Lord starts raising up adversaries against King Solomon because he's about to do what he said he's about to do. That was a, you know, when the Lord 
speaks or sends a message through you through a, through a dream or something. That's not just lip service. That's a promise. That's a prophecy if a prophet says it. So uh, um, later on in like chapter 12, we're introduced to a new character, Jeroboam. Y'all, let's call him Jay. I'm not saying that. I'm not. Today's a day. We're going to say Jero, Jero, J. JB. His name is JB. Okay. One of Solomon's servants, JB, goes off for a stroll, goes out for a walk or something, and comes across this man. Turns out that that man was a prophet. And he ends up tearing up the garments of his own clothes. And he rips them up into 12 different pieces and he gives 10 of them to JB. Hmm. Let's hop into some scripture for some more context. First Kings chapter 11 verses 26 to 43, but I'm going to skip around. I'm not going to do all those verses, but I'll skip. Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, an Ephraimite of Zeradah, a servant of Solomon, whose mother's name was Zerah, a widow, also lifted up his hand against the king. And this was the reason why he lifted up his hand against the king. The man, Jeroboam, was very able. And when Solomon saw that the young man was industrious, he gave him charge all over the forced labor slavery of the house of Joseph. And at that time, when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, the prophet Ahijah, the Shilonite, found him on the road. Now Ahijah had dressed himself in a new garment, and the two of them were alone in the open country. Then Ahijah laid hold of the new garment that was on him and tore it into 12 pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, take for yourself 10 pieces, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, behold, I am about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon and will give you 10 tribes, but he shall have one tribe for the sake of my servant, David. How thoughtful. And for the sake of Jerusalem, the city that I have chosen out of the tribes of Israel. Um, let me keep going because I'm like, Ooh, I'm, I'm already. So let's hop, let's skip to uh, uh, verse 35. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hands and will give it to you, 10 tribes. Yet to his son, I will give one tribe that David, my servant, may always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city where I have chosen to put my name. Hi, Tangie. You guys, how beautiful that the Lord is um, speaking through the prophet here. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, I'm going to give you 10 to JB. And he's saying, one is still going to be for the son of Solomon because I promised David. By the way, he says that David was did good in the sight. His heart was with the Lord. We know that David was, uh, first of all, a sexual deviant. He was a murderer. He, we know this, but God forgave him. That's what we're hearing here. God forgave him for those things or something. And you know what I'm saying? Like the fact that the Lord is saying that, like, but I will keep one for his son because that is his son. Yeah, but like he's, I wouldn't say he's his favorite, but he has a lot of love for David. 
Like he's one of his favorites for sure. If the Lord says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. The Lord promised David that his sons were going to attain, acquire the land. He's doing that. He's just going to shift some things around. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like, not only this, but also I think uh, last episode when when you were saying about um, Solomon screwing up and he, the Lord saying, "Oh, I'm going to remove your land from yeah. you and give it to your son," and then he said. For the sake of David, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it after you pass away. Oh, exactly. Away. It's like still because of David. And now again, it's just for the sake of David. I'm like, yep. wow, you really love that David. Yeah, absolutely. Because. His heart was with God. That's what he's known for. you know. David, but Solomon is also equally as important, right? Mm -hmm. But there are consequences for your actions. And there were consequences for David's actions. David literally lost children. He lost a lot too. You know what I mean? There, there's always a consequence to your action. And that's outside of the story, just general. Always. Yeah. Even if that consequence does it, that consequence may not come when you think it's going to come. It may come earlier. It may come later, but it's coming. Mm -hmm. um, and so is Jesus. Wow. I'm in the, <laughs> I am in a spicy Jesus mood. Oh, I love him. Lord. Wow. Okay. Uh, back to scripture, just so we can tie a bow around this. We're going to go back to chapter 11, uh, verse uh, 38. And if you will listen to all that I command you, the prophet tells JB, and will walk in my ways and do what is right in my eyes. And by keeping my statutes and my commandments as David, my servant did, I will be with you and will build you a sure house as I built for David. And I will give Israel to you. Uh, skip to verse 40. Solomon sought therefore to kill Jeroboam. So now I'm going to step away from scripture. Guess what? Solomon ain't no dummy. Solomon knew that the Lord was going to give the next, the throne, like the, his reign to one of his servants. He just didn't know who, but he knew now that it was going to be Jeroboam, JB. And now he wants to kill Jeroboam. Solomon wants Jeroboam dead now. Wow. Yeah. And in fact, he orders his officials to hunt Jeroboam down. So guess what? Jeroboam flees. He flees to Egypt. And he's there for years. Hiding. In hiding, yeah. But guess what? He's just there until King Solomon kicks the bucket. And that's exactly what happens. Solomon ends up dying of natural causes. He ends up dying uh, at the age of like 60 or so, which is pretty old age from back then. Mm -hmm. And the second Jeroboam, who's in Egypt, you know, and he's getting chummy with Egypt. Like he, he anyone who's touched by the Lord ends up being charismatico. Like he ends up, remember, remember young David, young mm -hmm. King David. So once Je Jeroboam hears that, King Solomon is, is died. He knows that now he has to fulfill what the what the Lord our Father has has told him that he's going to do. So he ends up going back to Israel, and guess what? What? He's the next king. No, Solomon's son Rehoboam. It sounds it sounds like I'm making stuff up. I know it sounds like I'm making this name up. <laughs> there is Jeroboam and there is Rehoboam. Rehoboam. And they were competitors. Yes, but th th that's Yo. why I said JB. Um, I got this idea from the Bible uh, recap because their names are so similar and we're going to be talking about them not only for this episode, but for next week's episode. So stay tuned for that one. That's where the real tea happens. Um, 
For this week's episode and next week's episode, we're going to refer to Jeroboam as JB and Ray Boam as Ray Ray. I just made that up. Ray Ray. JB and Ray Ray. Okay? So JB leaves Egypt, goes to Israel to pick up what's rightfully his and sees that Solomon's son has taken over. Because that is oh, what already. normally would happen. Yeah, that's what normally oh, yeah, would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, once once he goes, the next in line would be the the eldest son or whatever, and he what that that was Ray Ray. So what does he do? Fight him for the throne, girl. They end up beefing hard, and they actually end up splitting Israel between the north and the south. So the the north end up being with team J JB and the south of the south the, where the tribe of Judah is the the lower part of Israel ends up being team Ray Ray. And then wow. a big civil war ensues. And that is where I'm going to leave you guys for next week. Hmm. I tried to give you guys a little bit of something okay. here because I, I know I le- I'm sorry about Ecclesiastes, guys. I'm sorry, but I try to give you something here. Um, that was a teaser. A little teaser into next week's episode. Moral of the story this week will come directly from the text from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 14. I perceived that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before him. The things that God exposes to us is not temporal. It's infinite. It's vast beyond our comprehension. And, you know, we exhaust so much energy into the things that aren't even important. Things that are fickle, like vapor, hevel, hevel. Here one day and gone in an instant. Or like me today, spending more time braiding my hair and curling my lashes instead of studying today's word. That's my bad. Sorry, Bible babes. You know, I can't do anything to change or alter it now. It's already been done. I already had that short circuit. But I know that with God, I'll come back next week better than ever and prepared to use God's gift responsibly okay just one second yeah hey father Mm mm-hmm am i in trouble